0: The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of Newstalk 1400 and Lightrock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says, let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Eight. Oh, he got it. He got it. And that's going to end up and a
1: roar! Fighting Illini Game Day is on the air. The countdown to tip off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management Pregame Show. Your first look, an in depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. The flagship boom for fighting a line-eye basketball.
0: Over-the-shoulder pass, Io to Georgie. Caught about a three, instead puts it on the deck, goes around, goes and away to it. In.
1: <laughs>
0: I like good. it. Line eye with a man advantage. Here is Dosumu for three, and he got it. <laughs> Illinois up big Io to DeMonte. Williams! Oh, <laughs>
1: Now, from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your
2: host, Scott Beatty. Well, good afternoon, or good morning, I should say, everybody, and welcome in to Fighting Illini game day. (laughs) Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you today. The Illini back home for a change to start three straight games at the State Farm Center against Big Ten foes. On tap today, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. The Illini looking to avenge a loss they had to Nebraska back in December, a 75-60 loss that started Big Ten play on December 2nd. Here we are two months later, and both these teams, Lauren Tate, in a little bit different spot. When the Illini last saw Nebraska, the talk about the team was expectations for making the NCAA tournament. Now Nebraska has lost four straight. They're 3-7 and seven in conference play. They've lost one of their best scorers, in Isaac Copeland due to injury. So this is a team reeling right now.
3: Yeah, it's a team that there are doubts about. They don't have a really bona fide center. They don't have any depth now because uh, Orchard has been moved to the starting lineup, and he's, he was averaging 14 points a game as a reserve. He's the only one that had much time as a reserve. Actually, they had one other player. Uh, a Kenton, who is averaging 12 minutes a game and nobody else over six. So th- this is not a team with much depth. I thought that Illinois would be a favorite in this game based on what I think I know. And Scott Ritchie agrees with me. But the Vegas line is uh, Nebraska's a three-point favorite. Can you believe that?
2: I... I had a little trouble believing that because I feel like the Illini have the advantage here at home. The way home court has played out in Big Ten this year, the way Nebraska has played recently, and the Illini, despite coming off a loss uh, to uh, Minnesota on the road, have been generally been playing, I think, their best basketball for this team for this year. Well, they,
3: they played pretty well against Minnesota, except they couldn't stop Minnesota. I mean, I, 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 that, that was the main problem. I mean, Minnesota just offensively was uh, breaking down the Illinois defense, and it has to be better. But I will tell you that there's nothing about the Nebraska offense, I think, that compares to Minnesota's. Minnesota's, uh, you know, they're 11-1 at home. They're, when you, they shoot well up there. And uh, that's the key, obviously, in this game is shooting. And the Illini, uh, you know, at home will figure to shoot better.
2: Well, a couple of things to be watching for today. Can the Illini take advantage of the lack of depth with Nebraska by playing the fast pace that Brad Underwood likes? And can Georgie Bishanashvili have a bounce-back game? He was a little bit out of sorts up in Minnesota.
3: Uh, You'd be out of sorts, too, if you had to play against Jordan Murphy. (laughs) He'd put you out of sorts, wouldn't
2: he? Absolutely. But one thing Georgie has going to his advantage today, his brother David is here. Yeah, yeah. He is in from... from Austria where he lives and uh Georgie yeah. and David were walking yeah, he's around. Sitting a right down, he's
3: sitting right down here to the right of us. I yeah. Think.
2: And yep. and uh taking pictures and meeting yep. everybody and uh I wonder if that's got gotta be a boost. I wonder if he's
3: got as big a personality as as uh, Georgie.
2: <laughs> From the brief interaction I saw, the answer is no. Okay. <laughs> and I think nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Illinois coming off the loss to Minnesota 86-75. Nebraska's last ball game was a loss to Wisconsin 62-51 and we continue to try to figure out the Big Ten Conference. Maybe it's best not to and just enjoy the games. Last night Iowa takes care of Michigan for example and
3: you know, I think Michigan State's the best team now. We'll see. They play Indiana at, uh, at East Lansing next, and, and Indiana's been slumping, so you would figure that, but a good chance that the Michigan State will advance in that game. But um, I, th- I think that uh, Michigan, Michigan State, and Purdue have been playing the best, and Wisconsin's the best in the last five minutes.
2: By the way, there is a rehearsal here of the National Anthem going on. We're not uh, being disrespectful. This is just a sound check going on. Um, this ball game today... Gives a chance for the Illini to get back on a winning track with three straight home games. You got Michigan Stadium on Tuesday night, and then that's a Rut- big assignment. Yeah, and then Rutgers a week from today, I would think. Just from the standpoint of looking at these three games, you think you might have a chance here to go two and one at least, but you got to get today.
3: Well, yeah, I just, we just need to take them one at the a time. Illinois has got to do something to get out of that Wednesday game in the, in the Big Ten tournament. That's the key right now. Try to get up and get ahead of some of these teams that have just three wins, and Illinois has two in the Big Ten. We don't want to go play Wednesday, do we?
2: No, because then the task is five games in five days if you can go all the way, and that's pretty almost impossible. Illinois at two and eight in conference play. There are one, two, three, four teams ahead of the Illini in the standings with three wins. Three of them at three and seven.
3: And Rutgers is not one of those teams.
2: And they are a surprise. They've won uh, four in a row, uh, or three in a row in Big Ten play. They've won the most conference games they've ever won Mm -hmm. in the Big Ten since they moved into the conference. So I think that's ultimately good for the league, of course, when you're struggling you want that game to be sort of a gimme, if you will. And that's not the case anymore, but that's good for the league. It it's brings never, everybody. It up.
3: hadn't been a good a gimme for Illinois in recent years anyway, no, Rutgers. <laughs> that's absolutely
2: true. All right, we're off and running Fighting Illini Game Day. We'll come back with more as we get ready for Illinois and Nebraska. Our keys to the game are coming up. Also the coach's corner with Chin Coleman. Brian Barnhart talks to the Illini assistant. All making our way towards a 115 tip here at the State Farm Center. Aaron Jordan out getting the shots early. He's the winner for the early shots here on the floor at the State Farm Center. Starting to bustle around as people are arriving. We're back with more. This is Fighting Illini Game Day.
1: It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty.
2: Back at the State Farm Center, Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you. The Nebraska Cornhuskers are in today for the second of the season series. Nebraska took the first one out in Lincoln back in early December. Here we are two months later in the Illini, hoping it's not a repeat on Groundhog Day, and that they would get the win. The ball game up in Minneapolis on Wednesday night, Trent Frazier had his second-highest career-scoring output of 30 points, uh, but the Illini did not come up with the win. Brad Underwood talked about the unbalanced scoring effort and what could be done.
4: Well, I'd never been a real big fan of having guys have 30. I personally would rather have five guys in double figures and – and yet, um, I don't detract from Trent at all the other night. When you're 10 of 14, uh, it's not like he took 29 shots to get 30 points. It wasn't like he was out there gunning. I mean, it was. we missed 19 layups. He just took 14 shots and the ball went in. I don't know if, it, if that directly related, related to winning or losing. I thought it gave us the best opportunity to win the game. I'm more concerned with the guys that missed – Layups and and missed shots and you know we didn't get much production from AJ we didn't get much production from Damonte uh, those are areas that I'm more concerned about whether the Trent goes ten or fourteen.
2: Yeah, it didn't look like guys were just standing around waiting for Trent to score. It didn't seem like it was on him this time around. I don't know if it's been on him before. If you go back to the Missouri game, he had 25, but Illinois didn't get it done there. It just seems that whenever Trent has a very good night on the floor points wise there's not a balance well
3: it 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 has been that way and i don't i can't explain it but we sure want to keep shooting and hitting but the problem right now is that we're getting such inconsistency out of kipper and and uh, jordan and and as far as scoring is concerned williams i mean he just isn't contributing very much and and uh, they need they need somebody other than the, you know if, if Georgie's going to have a bad day on the post, then who else is going to score?
2: What impact, though, do you think it has that all that's being asked of Aaron Jordan, that his shooting is down? He's doing so much. He's playing out of position at times to be a four, essentially. And he's doing a heck of a job getting rebounds and hustling after it. I wonder if that just takes away your shooting game.
3: Oh, I, I would hope not. I mean, there's guys all over the country that play really hard and still score. I mean, I, you've you got to play both ends. I think Frazier plays really hard on defense, and he had a 10 out of 14 game. Jordan's just an inconsistent player. Look, Jordan is not a great player. He's a senior. He's been here four years. We've seen him. We know what he's like, and he doesn't play the four on offense. He plays the wing. He plays out on the, out on the perimeter hoping to get a three-point shot. The problem is he can't get the shot unless somebody sets him up unless somebody draws his defender off of him so that he's open or he just happens to find an opening. He can't take the ball on the dribble like Frazier can and get his own shot.
2: That's right. He's, he's not a create-his-own-shot kind of guy, but he's a guy that everybody loves around the team, and well, he's certainly uh, yeah. been a leader. Yeah,
3: he, he's all those things, and he fights hard, and, and we've seen him get some really tough rebounds. But, you know, he, he has to hit threes to be of real value to the basketball team and because that's his, that's his strength.
2: Now, Lauren, I want to ask you, um, how are the Alina going to handle number 34 for Nebraska?
3: Number well, 34. You know, the
2: guy from Iceland. Go ahead and tell us about him. You mean Thor? Thor Ear Thor Bjarnason. Thor. Thor Ear Thor, <laughs> Thor Bjarnason. He is coming off 10 rebounds, a career high for him, uh, nearly doubling his season total. Uh, that well they're going they the have to play
3: game. some other players that they haven't been playing much this season because as I said they they're down you know they're scratching to find players to put in the game they're they're really thin they had some had a guy transfer this summer they've had players in a, with Copeland getting hurt I mean they're just real thin and that's been part of their problem a yeah. big part of their problem
2: All right we'll come back with our keys to the game and also Brian Barnhart's conversation with Chin Coleman On the coach's corner, this is the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. Keys to the game, next.
1: It's Fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty.
2: Scott and Lauren with you here, State Farm Center. Glad to be with you. Making our way towards tip off this afternoon. How about that? A Saturday afternoon Big Ten game.
3: Be over early.
2: And uh, Supposedly something hasn't happened in a while around here. You, you can have a wild night tonight. You got all kinds of time. <laughs> you know it. Got to get ready for the Super Bowl tomorrow. Illinois saw Nebraska two months ago to the day. Here's Brad Underwood on Nebraska Now versus Then.
4: They've changed. They've, they're doing a few things differently. Obviously, not having Isaac. Um, you know, Isaac had 16. He's a 15-point-a-game scorer, right there, second-leading scorer. Has changed their uh, their rotation a little bit. Maybe their emphasis. You know, part of that's pretty scary. You know, you see a lot more Roby, and and I think Roby's as talented as any player in our conference. You know, he's a freak athletically, and and. Uh, uh, where it probably hurts them the most is, is their depth. And Isaac was such a smart guy. He was so mature. Um, his basketball intellect was, was very good. And defensively, he was uh, he was always in the right spot. So, you know, that's hurt them a little bit. But, again, this team is it's a good basketball team. It's not that they've played necessarily poorly. It's just the strength of our league.
2: Nebraska takes care of the basketball pretty well. But they don't have depth. And uh, you can rebound against them as well.
3: Well, that's right. And you got to you got to emphasize one thing when they bring up the, you got to make sure you guard Watson and you got to get help on Watson. Make somebody else beat you because he's a guy that if he gets hot, he can give you a problem. Plus the fact he will have he's always inspired when he comes in here. This is brother, and uh, you know he. I, I, by the way, have you ever seen McCamie at a game?
2: I have not, and I, 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 I know, wondered
3: if he might be here today. Just as to,
2: Scott wrote about it today, and I wondered because a lot of. Watson's family is going to be here, so will we see Dimitri? I don't know.
3: But anyway, the thing, in order to win this basketball game, you've got a guy playing center for you named Georgie, first name, and he's shooting 52% from the field. Get the ball to him. He doesn't have to shoot every time. Get the ball to him. I, I was so impressed by the passing last night of Hap for Wisconsin. They threw the ball into the block. And people start to converge, and he kicks it out, and they're shooting open threes, not guarded threes, open threes. Trice sit one. Davidson hit one. They had different players, and and he he had he did a tremendous job of not trying to score every time he get, but if you get it to him, he created offense. He created an offense in himself. Georgie can do that. He has that passing ability. He's just not a senior, and he hasn't learned to do all the things that Happ can do. But he's he's on the, on that track.
2: I'll add a key to the game as well as keep the pace up Mm -hmm. because this is not a deep Nebraska team. Right, run them. probably tire them out into the second half. Our keys to the game are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. And they're also brought to you by Roman Ray Insurance. Should be a fun one here. We'll see if the Illini can uh, get one in the win column here to start a three-game home stretch in the State Farm Center. It's a big
3: game for Illinois. They need this one.
2: Get some confidence going for sure because they've been playing better overall. Lauren, appreciate it. Enjoy your Saturday. Coming up, Coach's Corner, Brian Barnhart. will talk with Chin Coleman. And then there's more to come here from the State Farm Center. It's Fighting Illini game day. Our Fighting Illini game day coverage continues. Welcome back on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Time now for the Coach's Corner. It's brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Brian Barnhart standing by with assistant coach Chin Coleman, who has the scout on today's game for the Illini against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Here's Brian. Chin
0: Coleman is with us. I like Saturday afternoon basketball.
5: I love it. Um, It's what I grew up on. I remember as a kid, uh watching the, uh, the Fightin' the Line I play on, uh, I think they used to play around noon on Saturday a lot on Channel it?
0: Probably Channel 3.
5: Channel 3, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember watching the fighting the line as a kid on Saturdays around noontime all the time. So this is a this is a great time. This is a great time to be uh, fighting the line. I'll tell you that. This is a great week uh, for this team in the fighting the line. I promise you that.
0: Well, I was talking to Coach earlier just about how, you know, you play those now by necessity, play those early December games in the Big Ten. When you look at these two teams i mean there's a lot that's happened since december we've improved the way individually and as a team they of course have had an injury or two here and uh, it's just amazing how different uh, when you go a couple of months
5: yeah we feel like we're on the uptick um with the consistency of how we've played although uh we've uh, we lost at minnesota but by god we won six of the, the 12 wars there was two wars what we call four minute wars that we didn't do our job in and that's where the game got away from so we would have won that game on the road as well but um, we played well up in Madison Square Garden where we were really consistent throughout all of our wars and um, we feel like you know we're playing good enough ball to beat anybody right now and the most important game of the season is the one we have in front of us today so we have a good game plan we understand that they they have some issues that they're going through but none of that matters because I'm sure they're going to strap it up and put their hard hat on and their boots on and they're going to come in here because they're hungry and they're desperate, but so are we. So,
0: yeah, Trent played, uh, you know, scored all those points the other night uh, and defensively did so well again in the Maryland game. But when you're on the court playing like that and as hot as Trent was in that stretch, you could tell the guys were kind of looking for him. Get it to that guy with a hot hand,
5: right? Well, he had he had the hot hand. He 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 had it going a little bit. We like for it. Our Offensive to be more of a share of the wealth. We like a little bit of uh, equal distribution between our inside outside guys, and you know I think we're better when the ball is moving, the ball is flowing, the ball is being shared, and we have multiple guys um, in the uh, playing well on the offensive end of the floor that makes this team better. But one thing about us is coach likes to feed the high hand. If a if guy got it going, he'll, he'll make sure we cater to that. And so that night, uh, to keep us in the game, I think that Trent had a high hand, and and guys are uh, unselfish enough to know that this guy got a high hand. Let's keep going to him.
0: Tell me what you've seen as you've watched him grow with Tevian uh, Now that he's playing in practice, I mean, his explosiveness when he catches the ball, it's it's pretty unique, I think.
5: Um, it's a little unfortunate for us and this team. Uh, that we didn't have Tab for as long as we had him because he came here as a top 60 player in the country. He came here to be a player that should have uh, been an impactful guy and I think that um, now that he's got some games under his belt, everybody's getting an opportunity to see uh, what he's capable of doing. He's capable of being a, 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 a top wing in this league and uh, we've been getting a little bit hurt at that position so to speak. Um, so. He was a guy that was supposed to help us at that position, and he's getting more comfortable and more comfortable and more comfortable. I think that this month is a, a month that he he should be able to to to, to really settle in to his role, and this would be a good month for us and a good month for him, and he can definitely help us win. He yeah. can definitely help us win. And it's
0: just it's fun for me to see these young guys. I know you as a coach too. When when like in Madison Square Garden, that first ball goes in for him, you can just see the confidence in his body.
5: He's got the capability of making shots. He's got the capability of driving it to the rim. He's Obviously, he's uber athletic. Um, the thing for him is to just understand our schematics more, what we do. But they got a lot of other guys who had a huge sample size of what we do, so they got more of a familiarity with what coach wants. He hadn't been in the in the battles and the wars as much, but he's starting to figure out. That's the only that's the only. Uh, I guess you could say if there is a downside to Tevian's game right now is just figuring out and having a clear understanding of what we're doing schematically on defense and knowing and all of the stuff that we're trying to get done on the offensive end. And he's figuring that out quick, so he'll be fine.
0: We'll take a break. Back with assistant coach Chin Coleman on the coach's corner after this. We're visiting with Chin Coleman. He has the scout. We're on the coach's corner with Coach Coleman here. and uh, Without Copeland now with his injury, what does that do for Nebraska?
5: It, it's the next man up type of thing. It's tough when you lose your second leading scorer lose a guy who's so versatile who can do so many different things for your team. Um, but I think that their mentality is hopefully going to be the next man up. They got a kid in Roby that's uh, probably the most talented player on the team who takes a backseat to those guys and just fills in the blanks and plays his role. What's scary to me is now he's going to be forced to be an alpha dog. And because he's Got all that game? That's scary, man. Because uh, Roby's a good player, so I think it's next man up. And then now you're gonna get more of Palmer. So that's that's even scarier. With you know, with the ability that he has to impact the game, he can beat us himself. You know, so uh, it doesn't mean a lot in terms of our mentality. I'm sure that they have to manufacture some things because they're without him. But for us. Our mentality is to win, man. Whoever shows up on the floor, we're just as hungry as they are. We, we, we wanna win and keep winning and get on the streak here.
0: I think the last time we talked about Nebraska back in December when you had the scout there too, talking about taking Watson out of what he does. Is yeah. that still a key?
5: That's gonna be a huge key. Here's the thing, man. We understand that they've lost six of their last eight games, um, but Watson is from the area. Roby is from the area. A Kenton is from the area. There's some extra stuff involved in this game like they're not going to lay down here in front of their mom their dad their cousins their uncles their family regardless of what they're going through where they're spiraling down, downward they're going to be up for this game so we understand that and and, and we're going to be ready for the challenge
0: anything do anything differently they're doing defensively now with with copeland being out
5: no they're trying to play more of their bench um i think that they have to because he's out and i'm not sure if that's a positive or a negative for them and um i won't give my opinion on that, but they're playing more of their bench, and, and they're going to probably preserve more because they want to play those three, four guys, uh, long minutes, 30-plus minutes, so they're going to play, play a lot of zone. We'll see a lot of the one-three-one. so I think that they'll play more of that to try to preserve um, the guys that they want to play a, a bulk of the minutes, so um, that's the only thing different I think they'll do. We'll see more zone and more stuff to try to slow us down, but we're going to be on attack, buddy. We're going to be on attack from tap to buzzer
0: not going to ask you how to say number 34's name, but he's from Iceland. Looks like he's playing a little more. <laughs> I
5: think it's uh, Thorpe Jensen Okay. I think it's Thorpe Jansen, number 34, the foreign kid lefty. He is playing a little bit more. And once again, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. We'll see. He'll, he'll, he's going to get the attention that everybody else gets. Well,
0: as you know, home games are like gold in this league, especially this year. you got to take care of your home court, and hopefully we can do that today.
5: If we do that, we get ourselves in the middle of the pack. So uh, we're we, we not looking ahead. Uh, we're not looking in the rearview mirror. We understand that Nebraska is, 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 is our main objective right now, and, and our objective is to beat them.
0: Hey, Coach, good luck today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Assistant Coach Chin Coleman on the coach's corner from the State Farm Center.
2: Thanks, Brian. More coverage from the State Farm Center on tap in just a moment. It's Illinois and Nebraska this afternoon. I'm Scott Beatty. I'll be back with you after the ball game for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. As always, we welcome your calls and texts. Right here on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations. Time now to go back to the State Farm Center.